G'day. Today, it's not in the morning. It's a midday walk. The first one we've ever done, I think. And if you follow me on social media, you probably recognize this, uh, this bank behind me. I've been skating on that. You can actually see uh, my skate, uh, the where my wheels have been on the, uh, on the wall. But we're not talking about skating today. How are you, Blowy? I'm doing well, thanks, Kama. Um, I'm just on my lunch break at the moment. Um, just going for a quick walk and talk with my bro. That's me. That's good. Now, let's get right in it, into it, shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Okay. So last week, we talked about my uh, dream trip to paradise in Vanuatu and how much, how many lovely memories and things I had. Today we're going to shift the focus to one of your stories and yes it's a bit of a tropical paradise but uh, it wasn't such a good time for you was it? That's correct and um, I'll go through the story shortly but um, the location of this was um, Bali. Bali sounds beautiful. It does sound beautiful and it, it is a very beautiful place but um, as we know, um, there's always the underbelly of um, certain um, places. Yeah, I've only been to Bali, like I've been there twice, but both times have been uh, just a, a stopover. So I think I got out of the airport and had to walk around for 10 hours or something. So I just kind of went around the tourist traps. I didn't get to go up into any of the hills and see anything too exotic um just before i start talking about it i'm just about to cross a lovely ford here see so look at that yeah oh so the show showing everyone is it a ford or a fjord i say fjord fjord but i wouldn't take my pronunciation as the gospel well you're the journalist so um you're probably more correct so there's a bit of water flowing because we've had a bit of recent rain lately as you can see the construction happening over there but anyway um should i start the story Cameron? yeah start the story all right so the story started um now i'm not very good at years maybe you can help me with the date camera it might have been in like uh 2005 i think what do you reckon yeah i think that sounds about right because i think i was in osaka when you told me the story i just kind of have a because i remember you getting on the phone the moment you got back because you were living in japan and i remember you called me when you came back and you told me this story i was expecting a pretty simple story and then you told me this story and i was like holy what on earth is i wasn't expecting that so i think it was yeah about 2005 so you were living in Japan in Nagoya, weren't you? That's right. I was, I was living in Nagoya and um, I wanted to um, go on a trip because I hadn't really left the country um, for a while. So I decided to go to Bali because it was um, quite cheap to go to. And um, I, was, I was supposed to be meeting someone there, but um, they pulled out at the last last minute. And um, so I was, I was there by myself and I'd booked the hotel um, and this is before the days where internet was readily available on your phones and so you had to um, you had to book that well in advance 
and I booked this do dodgy place. What was that, David? Oh no, I was just going to say, not only when they're not on your phone, but even things like Wi-Fi. Like, generally if you were going, if you're traveling, you'd stop into an internet lounge somewhere and uh, use their computer to sign into your email and... That's right, that's right. Um, it was that and that era. And anyway, so I arrived in Bali, went to my hotel, and it was kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, and um, it was a very Indonesian um, hotel. And what I mean by that is there weren't many um, foreigners there. And if there were foreigners, they were um, foreigners traveling from Indonesia and um, the surrounding countries. So, Sorry, what do you mean by that? There were foreigners traveling from Indonesia. Well, there weren't many white people there that's like, um, there. Like in Bali, there's, there's the, the Australian um, hotels where all the Aussies go and get drunk and sit around the pool all day. This one, I was the, I was the only um, Australian person there. So that's what I mean by that. So, yeah, it probably wasn't being recommended at Flight Centre, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, um, I got there and um, I kind of wanted to experience um, Bali um, a bit differently to what the Flight Centre would, um, and Kentucky tours and stuff like that. So I went out and I wanted to meet some, um, lots of um, locals. So, so I spent a few days there anyway. Um, I'll jump to the story. We, I was in um, the shopping center and um, this lady came up to me, this mother, and she said, um, oh, hello, where are you from? And I said, oh, I'm from um, Australia. And she goes, oh, whereabouts? My, um, my daughter's going to um, Australia. And I said, oh, I'm from Brisbane. And she goes, oh, wow, my, my daughter's actually um, going to Brisbane. She's, going to go, she's a nurse and she's going to the, um, the Royal Women's Hospital in um, Brisbane. And I said, oh yeah, I know that. That's a big one. And she goes, yeah, yeah. And she goes, oh, she would love to talk to you um, and um, just ask a few questions about Brisbane because she's going to be there soon. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds fair enough. And her husband was there. They seemed like a lovely couple just to bump into in the supermarket. Well, I mean, you would have concerns, wouldn't you, if you're going to a new place and, uh, like you said, it wasn't the age where it was easy to get information online, so I guess when you find someone like you, you'd uh, make the most of the opportunity. Exactly, and you have to remember here that I had been living in um, Japan and this type of stuff was happening all the time. Like, you would bump into people and they're so friendly over there that, you know, you end up spending a weekend with some family that you've never met before and they take you to Disneyland or you know that's that's not unusual in Japan so this was very very normal and um, so anyway I said all right well um I already had plans for that day so I said look I'm free tomorrow night I said cool we'll um we'll pick you up and we'll take you to dinner and I said okay and I said where's your hotel and I I told him my hotel and they said, cool, we'll pick you up from there. And I'm like, okay. And um, so they picked me up from the hotel, um, drove to the house. It was a really long drive at night time as well. Yeah. What time are we what time are we talking? 
Oh, it wasn't late, but it just just got dark. So, what, six o'clock or something like that? I think it was this time of year, six or seven. And anyway, so they drove a really really long way to their house. And um, once I arrived, they um, I met the family and um, sat down and had dinner with them. Um, the daughter wasn't there yet. Um, she was she was at work. She was still coming. She was running late. Um, Anyway, so I talked to the dad and the, the mum and um, had a massive meal. And um, then the, the dad's got, oh, do you like poker? And I said, no, not really. And he goes, oh, come in, come here. I'm gonna we'll play some, some cards. And so, okay, cool. We went, went into this little room, which was his poker room. And um, he pulled out the cards and he goes, all right, let's play a game. So I played a quick game of poker and um, had you played poker before like did you know the rules i knew the rules yeah but just the basic rules i'm no no um poker king i'm not going to win any tournaments um but anyway so he goes all right i know this system which you just can't lose i'll teach this system you can't lose <laughs> this sounds with with his system yeah you can't lose apparently yeah okay yeah, so he um, went through his system with me. It was um, he was using his hands and cheating. So he he was a dealer, and so he would um, use a series okay, of so, hands. Okay, so so basically you can't lose because the the dealer's cheating and on your side. That's right. That's right. Now he told me that he worked for the casino. Oh no! This <laughs> this yeah. This is getting this is getting worse. Okay, what, how, what were you thinking at this stage? So this stage I'm thinking, alright, this guy probably is teaching me this so he can take me into the casino and steal some money or something like that. That was going through my mind. And Were you thinking of, a, of, a, of an exit plan at this stage? Were you thinking, okay? I was just thinking, I was just going to um, decline or just not, not show up if you want me to go to the casino. Just tell him, yeah, I'll be there and then not rock up. That was my plan. So anyway, he's like, all right, cool. Now you know it, you're getting good. He goes, I've got, I've got a guy coming around, a rich Chinese guy, and um, he um, owes me a lot of money and um, he won't pay it back. So um, I want to um, play poker against him and win, employing this new technique. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, no, 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 no way. I don't want to steal anyone's money. Don't even know this guy. And he goes, no, 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 look, all you have to do is just follow my system, all right? I'm like, no, no. And he goes, look, we, we gave you dinner. We we opened our hearts up to you. We gave you you're dinner. You're in our home. And now you're telling me that you won't do the simple thing for me. And I'm like, no. And he goes, oh, hang on. Here he is now. He goes, shut up. Don't say anything. If, if anything, if I find out, that you try and tell him anything, you're fucked. And I'm like, oh shit. Now my, my heart started to, to pump. And um, this guy walks in, really rich Chinese guy, um, all blinged out in um, Louis Vuitton. Or, um, <laughs> or, do, you, do you feel he's actually from uh, like mainland China? Or was he like Indonesian? I have no idea. He looked Chinese, so um, they called him Chinese. So. <laughs> You know, he might have been Indonesian for all I know. Um, anyway, so he comes in and they make me do the thing to him. 
do the thing to him. Come on. Yeah, I mean, they make him cheat him out of his money, and like it's just it's just small money at the moment. They gave me some of their cash to play with. I'm like, oh, it's just like a physical wad of cash. Like they gave me a hundred dollars, American. American, wow. Yeah, American. So wait, wait, did they they gave it to you when he when he wasn't looking? Uh, before, yeah, they said, look, here's a hundred bucks. We'll start with that. We'll play with my money, so don't worry. It's not gonna. It's gonna be fine. Anyway, so we won, and the guy's like getting angry because I kept winning, kept winning, kept winning, and then was he getting angry just like in general, or was he like towards you, or did he kind of suspect something's happening? I was more towards me than anyone else. <laughs> and so anyway, um, he's like, "All right, that's it. We're gonna play big now." I'm like, "No, I think I'm done." And then, and then the guys like the dad's like, "Hang on, could you just..." Um, just uh, step out for a second to the Chinese man. So he stepped outside and then he had a talk to me. He's like, all right, we're gonna play big now. And he goes, um, I don't. he goes, look, how much money do you have? And I said, oh, I don't have anything. He goes, no, you gotta have something. How much you in your wallet? And I'm like, oh, not much. I've just got a bit of, um, a bit of Japanese money and a bit of Australian money and a little bit of Bali money. He, goes, he, he grabbed my wallet and he's like, Yep, they'll do. And he's like, and I'm like, no. And he's like, um, I'm locked in this room, and there's like, there was the, also in the room, there's another, like, three other guys in there as well. And this small room, I'm trapped. And um, so I'll shit myself at this stage. And he's like, all right, give me your passport. And I'm like, no, I don't have my passport. It's in my, I did have it on me, but I said, no, I don't have it on me. It's in my safe at, at the. Um, at the hotel. And Did like, you even oh, have a safe no. at the hotel? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was in my. It was on me. It was, it was on me. Good job. So, yeah. Yeah, I lied. So. Anyway, it's easier to say, isn't it, that you don't have a passport than saying you don't have your wallet. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, so now the guy comes back in, and they're like, "All right," and he pulled out a briefcase. He opened up the briefcase, and it had. Um, a massive, like it was a hundred thousand dollars in um, American dollars, just wads, big wads of American cash. And he opened that up his briefcase. He goes, "I want to play the lot." And my heart just <laughs> stopped beating. I'm like, "What? The lot?" It's like, "I don't have that kind of money. Sorry, I can't bet that." And the guy's like, "No, don't worry. We'll, if if um, you lose, we'll we'll sort it out. I'll, you know, I'll help you cover this." And I'm like. No, 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 you're gonna play, right? And so he started dealing, and then he started dealing. So at this stage, did you did you think that this Chinese guy, did you have any suspicions about him then? Uh, no, I just thought he was um, a dodgy Chinese guy. Yeah. And you're dealing with two different, two different parties. That's right, so, um, yeah, dealing with two different parties, and so then we played the game, and um, what happened was I. Um, uh, so what? Yeah, what, what happened was in poker. Um, once you get to a certain stage, if he asks me to show, I have to have the money to be able to show. Um, look, I'm not, as I said, no expert, but yeah, we're up to that stage. So I had to, I'd I knew that I'd won the cards, 
because if we'd cheated, well, yeah. I was thinking that I'd won the cards because I cheated. And he's like, all right, cool. What we're going to do is we're going to put, put the cards in an envelope. We're going to seal it. Um, we're going to put um, old mate's money in the briefcase and put it all in the, um, in the safe. They had a safe in the room. So they locked it up and put it all in the safe and they gave the keys to the Chinese man. They go, all right, so you, you can hold them, all right? So we can't get in, so it's safe. Just one sec, Joe. Just uh, passing a little capsicum farm and you can see they've got all their uh, capsicum that they must have had to discard. They've just kind of thrown them all on the uh, ground there. Are you gonna, are you gonna eat some? Oh, uh, no, it's a, gonna make a nice, you make this capsicum that's like just capsicum. Some kind of nice pickled uh, capsicums, Italian style, Mediterranean style. Okay, so this is all sealed. I gave the Chinese guy the key. Yeah, and um, so now the Chinese guy left. They go, all right, we'll meet. I'll come back in an hour. They said, all right, mate. Now we're serious. We need a hundred thousand dollars. I'm like. Mate, I don't have that kind of money. He goes, what do you got? Credit cards, um, debit cards, what do you got? I go, nah, I already um, maxed out my card today. I was, um, you know, I'd already spent all my limit for the day, and the, which I hadn't, but I was getting good at, they somehow believed my lies, which was good. <laughs> um, and so they go, well, look, what do you got? You got some gold or something like that? I go, mate, I don't wear gold. Um, I'm a grubby Aussie kid that's got no money. You kind of, you picked the wrong person here. How much, how much money do you reckon you had in your in your bank account at the time? Oh, who knows? Probably five grand or something like that. Oh, okay. So obviously you don't want to lose that, but um. No. Well, that was I was quite poor at the time, so that was like all my money in the world, which I needed for living. Um, and so they said, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to. Um, drive you back home and a, a small a small um side note as well they told me that their brother worked at the airport and um he was one of the guys that was sitting in the room and um he knew what i looked like and they'd already asked when i was going to leave the country and i told them that and that at the start they oh, said, oh, when you're leaving, the poker game yeah, yeah when we're having dinner i was telling him everything and, uh, um, and you weren't suspicious so, at the time that's right, and in Bali there's not, not a whole heap of flights, so they knew exactly what my flight was, when it was going, um, where I was staying, and they knew everything about me, so. Did they did they say anything strange, like to the fact that you had, you know, Japanese money or that you were flying to Japan, did that interest them at all, like, or were they, it wasn't really even? No, it okay. wasn't even interesting. <laughs> yeah. Did they, during lunch, did they ask a lot of questions about Brisbane and life in Brisbane? Oh. No, not really. They, they more asked ask me about my flight and um, <laughs> those type of questions. Now, come to think of it. Um, but I guess you were just having a conversation at the point, so you... Were not yeah, they, they were really good at it as well. And um, that combined with um, the fact that I'd been in Japan, like I said, where everyone's really friendly. So anyway, they said, all right, tomorrow morning you're... Um, bank account's going to refresh and you'll be able to withdraw some money. I'm like, yeah, that's right. And um, they said, all right, well, we're going to pick you up tomorrow morning at six o'clock 
and um, we're going to go for a trip to the ATM and withdraw as much as we can. And they knew where your they knew where your um, hotel was. They dropped me off at the hotel, <laughs> so they knew exactly where it was. And so, and the funny thing was when we drove back to my um, hotel, it was a really quick trip. And it's like, hang on, this is a bit weird. So they must have taken me on the long way to make me feel disorientated um, and make me also more. Yeah. Yeah, I could have ran away or something like that. But because I thought it was in the middle of nowhere, a long way away, um, that's what confused me. So. And again, if it was today, you'd have like, uh, you know, Apple Maps or whatever on your phone. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Not Apple Maps or yeah. Or Google. Exactly. Exactly. Or I could take photos of them or something like that. So sneaky photos or yeah. But back then had nothing. So I was alone. And then they um, took me back and they said, "Yep, we're going to see you at six o'clock tomorrow." be out here or else we know when you we know where you're leaving we know where you're staying you can't run away and I'm like oh shit so that night I couldn't sleep at all I was um kept getting up going to the toilet um worst night ever I'm just thinking what am I gonna do what am I gonna do so I um at like four o'clock in the morning I packed all my stuff left checked out of the hotel um and I how many days did you lose there? Um, this was actually right at the end. This is right at the end. So I was actually meant to be leaving that next day at night time, I think. Ah, uh, okay. So you lost one night there, basically. Oh, no, I didn't really. I, Well, I just the night where I was, couldn't sleep. Oh, so you were already checking out that day anyway? That's right, yeah. yeah. But not till the night time. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, and so... I um, had this massive surfboard bag, which was fluoro pink, like really, really bright, and um, like you couldn't miss it. Like a white, a bloody pasty white um, guy walking along with this massive fluoro pink um, surfboard bag, it's standing out. So anyway, I got up, checked out at like um, five o'clock, and there was a secret little um, alleyway which you could go down, and so I took that. And how did you know about that? Just from exploring. That's right, just from the previous days I'd um, used it before. So um, I went out and um, the, a few days ago I'd bought some artwork from this really nice guy in town, in Kuta. And um, he was a really, really, really good guy. And um, I um, went and saw him in the morning. So I went to his place and he, I told him my story and he's like, oh, I'm so... Just one second. Why, why didn't you go to the police? Oh, sorry, yeah, well the police in Bali are very corrupt and um, they also told me um, that if I told the police um, because I had been engaging in illegal gambling that they would arrest me and this, this was just after Chappelle Corby got um, caught for um, having the marijuana in her um, boogie board bag this is just after she got arrested so it was kind of definitely not going to the police that's not an option um, and also I'd been pulled over a couple of days on my um, motorbike and um, I had to pay a bribe to the police so were you riding without a license or something no Indonesian license or that's that's right so that was my fault but you know yeah so you showed them your Australian license and said no nah, this is not going to do that's right yeah yeah so so anyway um 
I um, yeah, went to his place and he told him the story and he's like, he felt so sorry. He's like, sorry, man. Most um, Balinese people are really nice. Um, I'm sorry that you had this um, bad experience. And he goes, look, you can come to my place and um, hide out here. And he goes, I've got a mate who's a limo driver. He'll come pick you up in the afternoon and take you to um, to the um, airport. And he like calmed my nerves down. And he actually like made me lunch and um, made me this delicious tea. And he actually let me sleep in his bed because I hadn't slept. And so oh, I, got, and I, I just slept all day because I was so. Tired. And you felt relaxed and safe there. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, it was time to leave. So. So just one sec. If you hadn't met this guy and had that encounter with him. What, what do you reckon you would have done after that? I've got no idea. I would have probably... I probably would have went to the airport early and just hid there because I knew once... Well, I didn't really know at the time, but my mate, he said, look, once you're in the airport, no one can touch you in there. Yeah. Like, it's safe in there, so... Cameras and stuff in. Exactly, exactly. So that probably would have been where I would have went anyway. But it's a pretty shit airport and you wouldn't want to spend... 12 hours extra in there if you didn't have to um yeah so anyway i um went to the airport and um no sorry yeah he his mate picked me up i looked side to side before i went outside he picked me up right out the front of his shop jumped in he took me to the airport and um dropped me off gave him a massive tip i gave my mate like um a massive like the rest of my barley money as well i'm like mate have this you oh i want you to have this and um hey so how did you still have that barley money i thought you gave it all to the uh the guys the previous night oh look i kept a tiny bit oh sorry no no the other money no i had lots of money in my suitcase still ah uh, okay yeah yeah so i didn't keep all my money in my wallet in case because i thought there were pickpocketers and stuff around so i was very very safe with that so i kept most of it in my hotel yeah that's right. Um, and then I flew flew back out, got home to Japan, and once I landed, that's when I kind of felt the relief and just massive weight off my shoulders. And um, it was, yeah, it was very stressful. But, um, and I said I'd never go back to Bali again, but now I'm ready to go back. Wow. Have you really only just started feeling like you could go back again recently? Oh, not recent. Probably a couple of years ago was when I thought, yeah, I could go back. Um, yeah, so, and then I actually, um, I was working at a, an English school in Japan and um, I made a video over there, which was actually the Bali story. I recreated it in, in Japan and um, I got the students there to participate and um, it was kind of like teaching them English and they were speaking a bit of English on the camera and um, we made a bit of a project out of it and relived the story that was fun and you also um, I'm for most people they probably don't know this but at the time you were definitely not what I would call a fan of writing but but you put uh, a bit of effort in and I can't remember how long it was maybe 10,000 words or so you did a pretty good uh, good essay yeah. Covering it all. But I can't and I remember it. Yeah. I um I just remember reading that and uh it was a great yarn. But then um Snaz, you'll remember him from the uh 
episode when we went to Vanuatu who had malaria with us he told me that your story was very similar to a comedian's story I think it was Greg Fleet had written a story about his time in Thailand so I read that and it was the exact same scheme the, the story's called tie-dye that's right yeah and not like tie-dyeing your clothes but dying in Thailand exactly and it was exactly the same word for word I was I read it as well and I'm like oh my god this is like exactly the same story as mine and um, but he didn't get out of it as um as well as me um, I think he got he lost a bit more didn't have the um, street wiseness of the Redcliffe boys like myself no but it'd be really interesting to look at the uh, origins of this scheme like who who was the first one that successfully uh, pulled it off and how many victims have there been around the world how has it changed over the years before the internet well the internet was around but I'm sure it was passed passed on there's a probably a handbook or something that was developed where they would um, have and then pass it on they go yep all right I've worked in this one here's a if they say this you say this if they say this all right so you need to memorize the hospitals of um, every major city in exactly, Australia yeah. um, America and um, what, what other uh, New Zealand maybe or whatever other countries and another little tidbit I didn't hear you say it this time but you told me um, they knew you had a credit card because earlier they dropped it in conversation like oh she doesn't know what credit card to get like what credit card do you have yeah, that's and right. your guard was right down so you said oh I have MasterCard or whatever and um, they knew you had a MasterCard card after that that's right that's right yeah they're sneaky like that they were getting these bits of information and they even remembered bits of information when I met them in the supermarket because I yeah, told them little bits from back then as well so yeah super 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 detailed and you got to give them um, points for trying don't you oh yeah I don't imagine that myself that there's a written guide. I'd say it was kind of all verbally kind of shared. Maybe someone in prison or something when they've got lots of time to talk, they kind of share this scheme and they say, oh. But anyway, obviously. Yeah, there's lots of lots of different schemes now. I think um, like in Bali and also in China as well, I've heard there's lots of schemes as well that people pass on to their friends but yeah that was my trip to Bali and um, if if anyone has the same experience you'll know what to do okay um, that's all for this time so over and out fist to the camera bang see you later bye